Hello and welcome to Made a Hames Out of It. I'm Kate Hames and I hope you're having a fabulous day. Here at Made a Hames Out of It we find the big time disasters, curses, mysteries and mayhem. And sometimes we like to tell you about those tiny little cock-ups that we all have from time to time. The things that aren't entirely catastrophic but they make you think why the hell did I just do that? We've all been there, so don't be afraid to share with the group. To make a hames out of it is basically to screw things up. And we can all agree that some people who shall remain nameless made a huge hames out of 2020. But 2020 is over. It can go suck a fat one. And don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out and any other type of remark which portrays our hatred for last year. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year. Okay, I know it's a little bit late in January to be saying Happy New Year, but I did plan to record this episode um, earlier and obviously I didn't. So anyway, I think we should all just take it easy, gently, gently into this new year and proceed with some caution. I know we've had another announcement of a further lockdown and it may seem like a little bit of recent history repeating, but we have to stay positive. This will end and we will make it through and there's a happy, positive end in sight. It's there, I promise. Just take your time to deal with this in your own way. Before we get settled into our hotel rooms, this episode is about hotels. I'm not um, inviting you into my hotel. I don't have a hotel, but I really would like a hotel. But first, I want to kick off with some previous episode info. In my Christmas special, which seems so long ago now, I warbled. Um, what did I warble? It'll be lonely this Christmas. In that very Elvis style Believing in my heart that Elvis did actually at least once sing that song. In fact, I thought that it was his song, if I'm honest. But he never did. He never did sing that song. It was recorded by Mud in that Elvis style. And thank you very much to Paul for correcting me on this. And... My life has been forever changed with that information. I also want to say a huge, 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 huge thank you to a very special person who is helping to spread the word of Made Hames out of it on YouTube, Astronomical. She is a big fan of the show and I want her to know how grateful I am to her and to all of those who are here listening because of Astronomical. You rock. And so, without further ado, let's check in to some hotels. Who doesn't love a hotel? Everything you need is in one room. Food and drinks delivered straight to you whenever you want. There's no washing up to do. You get free mini toiletries, breakfast buffets, mini bar, sometimes maybe even a swimming pool, a sauna, hundreds of rooms filled with complete strangers. On holiday, business trips, conferences, 
lovers' trysts, Hindus, stag do's, a night on the tiles, a romantic getaway. But don't they always have a more sinister, creepy side to them too? Once you're inside that room, nobody knows what you might be getting up to. And hundreds of other rooms filled with people and you don't know what they're getting up to neither. I know you could say the same for your homes, for their homes and your home, but this is different, isn't it? You're all together under one roof, living together for a short period of time, most of the time never even seeing them. Staying in a hotel is one of my most favourite things in the world and I've obviously not been doing too much of it over the last 12 months and that just makes me sad. They're just, I think overall I would probably have about five or six trips away. Just sometimes they'd be just like little random local nights somewhere where you just think, oh, we'll go, we'll go do this thing. We'll, why don't we stay over? Yeah, just for the sake of it. In fact, when was the last time I stayed in a hotel? I think it was, hmm, I think it was March. Would it have been March? Could it have been March? I stayed at the rendezvous with Haley. I can't remember when that was. It was definitely last year. But anyway, I digress. And so, yeah, staying in a hotel is one of my fav- favourite things in the world. I love relaxing in the bar or people watching in the lobby, which is not creepy at all because it's just one of those things that everyone does, whether you know it or not. You will sit somewhere and watch people. And I also like to make up little stories about what they're doing, going about their business, what they're doing here in the hotel, where will they be going afterwards, who are they married to, who do they live with, what job have they got, who have they murdered, that kind of thing. And a hotel is obviously even more appealing if it's got a pool and a spa and then they get extra points for having an ice room. I don't know why I love a good ice room and a concierge. So basically it's got to be a four or five star hotel because sometimes I have expensive tastes. And I just figure that if I'm paying to stay away from my own home, then it has to have more appeal than my home. I don't have an ice room. Although I suppose you could class your freezer as an ice room, but it's not the same thing. I definitely don't have a concierge or a pool or a sauna or I suppose my fridge is a mini bar, but it doesn't have any alcohol in it. So, um, Okay, never mind. It's the, so, the creepy side to hotel, that to hotels is definitely part of the allure of a hotel. And I think that my love for hotels stems from my childhood. We stayed in a lot of different hotels, visiting family on holidays, etc. And I tended to watch films um, long before I should have done. And I watched The Shining at a very early age. And so that definitely brought something... I don't know, it was kind of the creepiness of hotels and then it was needing the need to go and explore the hotel as soon as you get there. You want to know what's on the different floors because some some big hotels, they have like uh, different conference rooms and things on different floors, don't they, on different levels. They might have bars and restaurants on different levels and things. So it's always fun to go snooping. And I think subconsciously I was probably looking for room 217. So... When we stay in a hotel, we all have this preconception that it has a murky past of some sort. It must have. Surely someone has died there at some point and it's almost certainly haunted. Possibly even cursed. 
I can't say for sure, but I do have a few that appear that way. And who doesn't love a good haunted hotel? Two of my favourite rides at Disney have got to be the Haunted Mansion, which, okay, granted, that's not a hotel. I don't even know why it popped into my head as a hotel because it's a house, but it's haunted and it's big. So, and the Tower of Terror, which is definitely a hotel and one of my most favourite hotels. And one of my favourite American horror story seasons is the hotel, Hotel California, love it. And when we went to New York last year, we traipsed around Chelsea looking for the Chelsea Hotel, which was mainly for my mum's benefit because she loves Leonard Cohen. But I wasn't going to say no to wandering around New York looking for a creepy hotel. And that place was creepy and fascinating. And all in all, I love hotels. So let's see what goodies internet No, Let's see what goodies hotel-wise the internet had for us. Let's start with the Hotel Chelsea. It was built in the late 1800s. It started out as an apartment complex but ran into financial difficulties and closed down unfortunately. It did however reopen as a hotel in 1905. It was sold to a developer in 2011 and stopped taking reservations at that time and has since not carried on taking reservations or something along those lines. So, but um, long-term residents have been allowed to stay. However, the hotel is currently undergoing restorations. When we visited in February 2020, it did very much look like a building site and unfortunately we were unable to get inside. Okay, we probably could have sneaked in, but it was a little bit foreboding and it was all covered in scaffolding and not looking anything like the elaborate photos I'd seen online. And also it's people the people's homes there apartments um it's not like it's a hotel with a reception and a bar and a restaurant and what have you um people live there so it would be a bit like sneaking into someone's apartment building which is a bit weird i suppose so we didn't we stayed outside had a bit of a sneak peek through the door and not the front door because that was all locked and closed up you couldn't get in there um there was a side door so not exactly what we were hoping for, but never mind. The Chelsea Hotel has been home to many artists, musicians, influential types, rock and roll legends, and has seemingly been a hotbed for illicit goings-on and plenty of debauchery. It sounds like it was a completely imp- incredible place to be, though, full of eccentrics and bohemian fabulousness. But on the other hand, it did have a string of bad shit that went down there seedy affairs, lots of illegal drug taking, suicides and murder are just on the top of the list of all the things that have gone down in those rooms. Quite creepily, it is known as the hotel where you check in but you don't check out. Sid Vicious of Sex Pistols fame was accused of stabbing his girlfriend Nancy Spungen to death in 1978 in room 100 at the Chelsea Hotel. He never stood trial for this as he died of a heroin overdose in the hotel on the 2nd of February 1979, less than four months after his girlfriend had died. This hotel just seems to have a very odd allure about it. Like I said previously, hotels just, in my opinion, just they seem to have this anyway. But this one in general, it's um, there's just something very off about it. 
Uh, Dylan Thomas became ill while staying there. He fell into a coma and never woke up. His cause of death was thought to be drink-related, and his autopsy did reveal that he died of pneumonia, brain swelling, and a fatty liver. And pneumonia and liver problem, liver complications um, can be put down to alcohol poisoning. So it's fair to say that he had a drink problem. The man, well, he was a, um, a heavy drinker and the hotel was obviously the place to be for creatives. So it's not as though there's anything weird individually, it's just the entire place seems to have a weird vibe around it. And it has been home to notable artists, so people would live there as well, not just stay there um, as you regular, regularly would for a hotel like a few nights or whatever. People would live there as well in the apartments. And it has been home to notable artists such as Mark Twain, Arthur Miller, Tennessee Williams, Allen Ginsberg. Is that how you say Ginsberg? That's how I'm saying it. Dennis Hopper, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, Eddie Izzard and Elliot Gould. So can you imagine this place? I mean, just that list of people there. And that's only a, that's only a small list of all these people that have stayed in this place. It sounds equally fascinating and disturbing. It's... It's extraordinary. I love the thought of it. But if I'd been there, I'd be constantly worrying about all the bad shit that was about to go down next. You'd be just wondering uh, who's going to die. Is it the person in the room next to me? Is it me? Is, you know, what's going to happen? It's It would be scary, I think. you. It's easy to believe that this place might be cursed. And the musicians who've stayed there. So we've got Jim Morrison, Bob Dylan, Alice Cooper, Edith Piaf, Rufus Wainwright... Madonna even lived there for some time in the 80s and this was where, if you have not seen, um, she had, um, it was like a photo book. Um, it was filled with lots of raunchy images. It was called Sex and she did, the photo shoot was done there in that hotel in room 882. Just a nice little tidbit of information for you. And Leonard Cohen's time there is famous as he had an affair with Janis Joplin. He went on to write the songs Chelsea Hotel and Chelsea Hotel Number no. 2, of which Lana Del Rey did a beautiful cover of, and I urge you to go listen to it. But not right now, because you're listening to this. Unless you want to pause this and listen to that and then come back. However, if you do that, you will end up going and listening to Lana Del Rey singing Chelsea Hotel, and then you'll be like, oh my God, this woman is a goddess. What else has she sung? And then you'll never come back. So just wait till later. But if, if you did listen to it, I'm sure that you loved it because Lana is incredible and I love her and I could never get bored of listening to her music. Maybe I do perhaps think that maybe she sold her soul to the devil because she's just phenomenal. Anyway, the hotel is or was filled with art and sculptures of the artists who lived, stayed or passed through. I cannot begin to imagine how much inspiration has whirled its way around the walls of this place. It's just, it must be teeming with inspirational energy. And now it's just left there. I mean, I don't know the, the types of people that live there. I've no idea. Maybe they are still artists and musicians and that type of people. But if they aren't, all of that energy is just going to waste. And I think that somebody needs to come up with some kind of way to bottle it. And then we can pass it on to the people that will make good use of it. But it's just a huge mixture of beauty and partying and betrayal and death and pain. 
And yes, it was filled with lots of murky illegal goings on, but this has created such a, a vibrant, buzzing place to be. And weirdly, slightly off topic, but not, several Titanic survivors also stayed there at some point. And that just adds to the random connections that keep cropping up throughout this podcast. And I'm not even doing it on purpose. There are also some amazing books available with some of the photos of the interior of the Chelsea Hotel, which we managed to sneak a peek inside one of the books when we were in New York. And I can't remember where we saw it. And it's bugging me as to where it was. I think... It might have actually been in Chelsea Market. That would make sense. That also seems a bit weird. Anyway, it was I can't I can't find the book online either. Um, but it was it was um, these photos were extraordinary because I just I imagine it to be all dark and dingy and creepy and icky, but it was very vibrant and bright and full of weird things. So if you are in the area, I suggest you have a little walk on by. I imagine that if you do live in the area, you've probably walked on by it a million times. But if you happen to be there and you're not normally there, well then just, you know, go and have a nosy. But not inside because it's people's houses and that'd be weird and rude. So there you go. That is the Chelsea Hotel. And I think here is the perfect place to interrupt myself with a quick sponsor ad. Yes, that's right. We have sponsors. Made a Hames out of it is proudly sponsored by Art by PMW. And I have a great offer to share with you. Paul's artwork is beautiful and he's also a pretty funny dude. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram at art by pmw and if you want to receive 15 percent off any pet portrait of any size simply visit his shop on etsy art by pmw and enter the code made a of it at checkout so you enter the code made a of it to receive 15 percent off any pet portrait of any size the code again Made a Hames of it, and that is M A D E A H A M E S O F I T. So go and do that if you want a pet portrait from Paul, and I know you do because he is incredible. Thank you. Okay, back to the hotels. Our next stop is the Cecile Hotel. Many of you will have heard of this place, I'm sure. There was a story going around a few years ago about a woman whose body was found in the water tank of this hotel on the roof. Prior to her death, she was seen on uh, CCTV acting very strangely. And I'm just looking at my words here, my notes, and I don't think I've mentioned her name. Her name was um, Elisa Lamb or Elisa Lamb. Um, I just wanted to put her name in there somewhere because for some reason I don't think I've put it in. Anyway, she so her body was found um, in the water tank on the roof of this hotel, sadly. 
and prior to her death she was seen on CCTV acting very strangely. She is seen entering the lift and appears very unsettled and jittery and she moves in and out of the lift and she even kind of like moves around the site when she's in the lift she moves like pushes herself into the corner as though she's hiding from someone and then at one point when she's gone back out of the lift she looks as though she's talking to someone. She presses all of the floor buttons and then heads back out of the lift and her, her movements are just really odd like she kind of looks like she's doing the movements from that Netflix series that was it the OA or something? I can't remember what it was but she something about time traveling or dimensions or something and the they all did these weird movements and it helped and it made them be able to shift in time or anyway obviously she wasn't doing that but something I found very weird is that the doors never close on the lift or even go to close. So lift doors probably close after about five seconds and this video is over two minutes long and they don't close once. But I suppose in the terms of the entire, in terms of the whole story, it's probably not that big of a deal, but I just found it very strange. And if you read the comments on the video, you'll be able to find it on YouTube if you just um, search for Elisa Lam. Cecile Hotel or Cecile Hotel lift video, you'll be able to find it. Um, but there's lots of comments that explain this away as to why the doors don't close. So if you want to go and read those, please feel free to do so. But I just found it strange, even after their explanations for it, which to me don't explain it. But basically it says that people saying stuff like... Um, if you go into a lift and you press all the buttons, then the doors won't close, which is fair enough, but they will close eventually. And even if you press the hold door button, it still only holds it for like another five seconds or something. It doesn't hold it indefinitely. I'm not, from me viewing the video, it doesn't look like it's edited. So it looked like it just runs. Um, but I could be mistaken. And maybe the bits where the doors were going to close are edited out for some reason but they don't from all the lifts that I've been in it just, it just seems weird oh, although apparently the lift was broken as well I don't know nobody knows um, after the weird behavior in the lift Elisa disappears and her body was then found over two weeks later in the water tank on the roof of the hotel as of now January 2021, there are still more questions than answers surrounding this bizarre tragedy. And this isn't the only weird occurrence at the Cecile Hotel in LA. It is believed by many that all 600 rooms at the Cecile Hotel are cursed. And here are a few reasons why. And that was my cat. She is not a reason why. And here are a few reasons why. It was home to it was home to the serial killer Richard Ramirez, who you may know better as the Night Stalker, or you may not know of him at all. But he was a pretty nasty dude. He terrorized Los Angeles and San Francisco for two years, and there was also Jack. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that noise in the background, but my cat's just decided to enter the room and start destroying things. So Jack Unterweger, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I don't give a shit how to pronounce his name because he's also a piece of shit. He's a, or was, I don't know if he's still alive, a prostitute murderer. 
And he moved there after discovering that Richard Ramirez had managed to get away with his killing spree whilst living at the hotel. So already this place sounds amazing. The Cecile Hotel was actually once a luxurious, swanky place to be. And if you do go look at the photos um, online, it does, you know, there are some, it does look pretty stunning, stunning inside. It's nice. Um, but when the depression hit, way back when, the surrounding area became known as Skid Row. And so all the wealth moved out and all the junkies and the homeless moved in. And then the hotel then became a place where no questions were asked. So even when Ramirez was walking through the lobby naked, having discarded his blood-soaked clothes in the dumpster down the alley, nobody gave him, nobody batted an eyelid. They were just like, meh, yeah, naked guy, whatever. So it's obvious why this place became the inspiration for American Horror Stories Season 5, aptly named Hotel. Oh, it's a goodie. You should seriously check that out. So we've got Ramirez in the 80s, who was allegedly dumping bodies in hallways of the hotel. And then we have Unterweger strangling prostitutes in the rooms of the hotel into the 90s. What the hell else has gone on there? In 1962, a woman named Pauline Otten jumped from her ninth floor room, killing herself and the man that she landed on, George Gianni. Giannini, sorry. George Giannini. And then there was Goldie Osgood, who was found raped, stabbed and strangled in her hotel room. And this was long before Ramirez was around. And that murder, that murder, that murder remains unsolved. So it's no wonder that this place has gained notoriety as a cursed and haunted hotel. I mean, it sounds pretty cursed to me. It sounds like a hellhole. It has recently changed its name to Stay on Main which hasn't made the slightest bit of difference. Everyone knows the history of the hotel, and if they didn't, if they didn't, they will once they read the reviews. There's, I went to have um, a look at the reviews to see what people are saying about it now that it's changed its name, and basically it's all it is is people saying, this is the Cecile Hotel, and going on about everything and nothing and murder and people not showing up about Elisa Lam, which is very sad because it's not fair for their families to be constant, her family, sorry, to be constantly reminded about it. Although I do realise that that's exactly what I'm doing here by talking about it. So um, there I have covered possibly the most infamous cursed hotels on either side of the States. Very famous hotels in my opinion. Um, if you've never heard of them, well, that's your fault. But I thought I'd give you a quick rundown of a few more that I thought I'd give you a quick rundown of a few more that I've come across on my travels. And by travels, I mean searching the internet. So we have Manor House Motel, Colorado. This um, I've never heard of this place before, and it's not actually cursed or haunted, mainly because it doesn't exist anymore. It was demolished in 2014, but it was such a weird find, I just had to tell you about it. So the owner of Manor House had fitted the rooms with fake ceiling vents so he could watch the guests have sex. So that's nice. And he would give the best looking guests his special rooms. Ew. And he apparently also witnessed someone being murdered, but decided to just not tell anyone. So that's nice. 
Next, we have a hotel on the island of Rarotonga, which is located in the Cook Islands. And the Cook Islands are currently potentially undergoing a name change. And this is the home to an apparent hexed hotel. This story was quite, it might have been because I was tired or because I'd taken some amitriptyline, but it was so convoluted and I got lost. And so I'm sorry if half of this doesn't make sense, but I've tried to pick out what did make sense. And yeah. So the Sheraton Hotel was supposed to be a five-star resort. It was originally built in the 80s, but it is yet to welcome its first guest. It was backed by an Italian company and unfortunately rumours of money laundering and mafia involvement quickly escalated and the project was halted before it could be complete. Yes, I know. Financial issues have plagued those who have tried to take on the development and there are also tribal complications reaching back over centuries. A European settler shot and killed the leader of a clan which led to the murder the murdered man's this is where it gets confusing because so this european settler who from when i was reading this story i couldn't figure out whether he lived there now well yeah i know he was a european settler but i couldn't figure out if he was like he'd set up shop there now and he'd been living there a while and then there was this clan leader or a tribe a leader of a tribe and I couldn't figure out what was going on there. But um, so this idiot European settler shot the leader of a clan, which led to the murdered man's daughter cursing the land and any and all businesses that tried to set up there. Then, just for fun, I suppose, the grandson of the murdered man, so the son of the daughter that set the curse, um, he turned up the ceremony of the building commencement back in the 80s i assume this was and struck the commemorative plaque with his spear it smashed and that renewed the curse all over again so the curse remains and the family refused to remove it until the land is returned to them which seems pretty fair to me because it's their land you know it's just give it back to them and stop clearly you're not going to be able to have a hotel there because the land's cursed and no one's been able to make it past the um, building commencement and your commemorative plaque was smashed to pieces with a spear so give them back the land let them do what they want with it they might want to have a hotel there and they might let you have some a stake in it but I don't imagine so because why should you I don't even know who you and they are I'm just rambling on now so that's yeah it's um it's built there are rooms there there's you know nice things there's showers there's you can see the photos of it online but it's also overgrown and is just overrun by jungle animals i think and it's it's weird random fully built pretty much hotel on an island that no one's ever going to go and stay in so with that we shall move on to the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. You must know this one. Everyone should know this one. The Stanley Hotel was the inspiration for the terrifying film by Stephen King, The Shining. Extraordinary film, utterly disturbing. Here's Johnny. 
creepy twins, weird barkeep, and you've got blood pouring out of the elevator and gushing down the corridors and those creepy carpets. What is it with those creepy carpets? And then when you go to hotels these days, they've still got the creepy carpets. And all you can think of is, um, what's his name? I want to say Tommy. That's not his name, is it? No, what's his name? The little boy. Um... That's going to annoy me. I know his little friend was called Tony that spoke to him, that lived in his ear. Red Rob. Red Rob. Red Rob. Red Rob. Red Rob. Um, no, it's gone. Don't know his name. Don't, I haven't got a clue. What's his name? Jack. He was called Jack. Jack was called Jack. Can't remember mum's name neither. Rubbish. Mm. Oh, I had it then. Danny, 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 that's his name, Danny, don't know the mum's name, mm. I think it's mainly because she usually gets referred to as Mrs, <sighs> my mind's gone blank, I can't remember, uh, Mrs, mm. Jack, 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 not Nicholson, because that's his name in real life. Mrs. Daniel, no, Danny. Anyway, this is silly. Shut up. Those people, you know who you know who they are because you've probably seen the film. Um. So yeah, where were we? We've got the creepy twins, the weird barkeep, the blood pouring out of the elevator, the creepy carpets, and Danny zooming down the corridors on his little bike thing, and it's just it's always a thing whenever. I stay in a hotel with my mum, we always, whatever the carpet's like, it's always like, oh, this is like the carpet out of The Shining. Doesn't matter what it looks like, it's the, it's the carpet. I can't, I can't even remember what the carpet looks like out of The Shining, but I know it's hideous, probably, because it was the 70s. And it's always the conversation about, oh, I hope you don't find a dead woman in your bathtub. And Well, not bathtub, because we don't say bathtub, because we're not American, we just say bath. And um, some other things about, I hope I'm not staying in room 217. In fact, I have very nearly stayed in room 217 and I won't. If I get put in that room, I will ask to be moved. Um, so, yeah, it's always, I hate walking past it. I don't like the look of it. It doesn't matter what hotel it's in. I don't like room 217. It's, I'm surprised that they don't remove that room number, to be honest. But I wouldn't like to stay in that room number. So, there we go. The room that, so Stephen King and his wife stayed at the Stanley Hotel. This is the, the real, you know, the inspiration for The Shining. So Stephen and his wife stayed at the Stanley Hotel and, um, of course, they stayed in room 217. The hotel in The Shining was called The Overlook, but they seem to have kept things very similar because the hotel that, um, so the hotel that Stephen and his wife were staying at, it had come to the end of the season, so the hotel was almost deserted, which is exactly what it's like when Jack first goes up to visit the Overlook because he's going up there to be the caretaker. I'm just going to go into the explanation of The Shining now. So he's going up to stay in the hotel to be the caretaker while it's out of season. And um, I've just lost where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, so Stephen and his wife um, have gone... They went to stay at the Stanley Hotel. I think they were staying somewhere else in Colorado and somebody said to them have you been to this hotel and they were like no 
Um, but we'll go check it out. And they did, and everyone was leaving because, like I say, it was the end of the season, and so there was barely anybody there. And then the room that they were staying in, um, Stephen found it quite unsettling. This is what I've read online, so I'm sorry. Sorry if I'm getting this wrong, Stephen, because I know that you listen to the show, so you'll just let me know. Um, there was a bath in their hotel room, bathroom, I imagine, not just in the room because that would be weird. And it had claw feet, like, like you know, like old-fashioned baths did, they have claw feet. And so um, I think he said something like, well, it would be creepy if there was a dead body in here. And then suddenly, boom, he'd written The Shining in his head. And that's all it takes. And then the hotel, the actual hotel, the uh, Stanley Hotel, there was also a bartender there called Grady, which is the name of the bartender in The Shining. So that's where that comes from. And I love little things like that because Grady is, when I hear that, oh, it gives me shivers because I hate that guy in the film. He's creepy as fuck. And it just, it it's so weird to me that there is a guy out there who is called Grady and who potentially looks like the guy in the film. Because I'm sure that's how Stephen wrote it. But then at the same time, that guy's probably dead. I realise that I am kind of rambling on a bit now. Um, So, yeah, he's called Grady in the book, in the film and in real life. And yes, that is my input for The Shining. And I cannot leave you without mentioning the Hotel del Coronado. I don't know if that's how that's pronounced. I, I presume it must be. You might know this better as the Dolphin Hotel, or you might never have heard of either of them. But the Dolphin Hotel was featured in the deeply deranged psychological horror that is 1408. I think it's just called 1408. It's not room 1408. But, I mean, this has got John Cusack in it, and I will watch anything with John, John Cusack in it because the guy is incredible and I love him. And this film is one of my favourites with him in. And it's also written by Stephen King, but I think he wrote it under a pseudonym. I might be making that up. But I might not be making that up. And, yeah, if you've not seen Room 14 away, it's really creepy. And it's about this guy who... It's about this guy who writes um, paranormal stories. I think he's a fiction writer or he debunks paranormal sightings and things like that and um he receives does he receive something he ends up at this hotel and the guy um the concierge guy who is i want to say it's samuel l jackson so i'm going to but at the same time i might be wrong yes it's samuel l jackson Sorry, I just had to check that there. Um, so Samuel Jackson is a concierge man and he's like, look, mate, just, you don't want to stay in this room. And John Cusack's like, I can handle it. I'm fine. I can stay in this room. And they have this big thing and then he ends up staying in the room, obviously. And it's creepy as fuck. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to ruin anything because it's brilliant. So watch it. And I think that that is probably enough hotel talk for one day. Although I feel like I could go on and on and on and talk about hotels because I love them. And I'm longing for the day that I can stay over at one of these creepy cursed houses. And by one of these, I mean a nice hotel without the ghost twins or the murder. I had 
I have had several trips away cancelled, as I'm sure everybody else has, and it's driving me insane having to constantly go, oh my God, it's getting closer to this one. Should we move this one on? Yep, we should because we're not allowed anywhere. And then there's this one and then there's this one and oh my God. Ugh. I know it's not the, it's, it's, you know, it's not a big deal in comparison to many things, but it's annoying. So yeah, that's, that's me done for hotels for now. So let me know what you think. And if you know of any creepy cursed hotels, or if you've stayed in any creepy cursed hotels, or even if you stayed in any of the hotels that I've mentioned, because that would be interesting, especially one that's the one that's on um, Rorotunga. I think I don't think that's what the island's called on, in the Cook Islands, because that's not even open. So if you stayed there, that's very interesting. And with that, we are done for hotels. And I want to know how you've been making hames out of it recently or how you haven't been making hames out of it. So I want to hear about the things that you might have screwed up or if you've done something wrong or if you think you've had a catastrophic failure. Or on the other hand, I want to know how you've not done those things and you're completely winning at life and you've got all these things to celebrate and everything's wonderful. I want to know. Please let me know. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Made Hames Out of It or on Twitter at Made Hames or visit the website madehames.com. And with that, I think we are done. It was very lovely to be speaking with you all today. Please do let me know what your thoughts are on this episode and it's lovely to be back. This is now series two of Made a Hames Out of It, which I probably should have mentioned at the top of the episode, but you know, I made a Hames Out of It. So I will see you in two weeks. Okay, I love you. Bye.